We are going to be learning Lukuti Sichas Chelek Tazain, the third Sicha for Parshas Ve'era. This Sicha is fundamentally a Rashi Sicha, but we're going to be learning the Sicha a little bit differently in the sense that we're first going to be learning the story of what the Rashi is based on. We're going to learn the story of the Chumash and the different questions within the Psukim. Then we will focus on the explanation of the Ramban, which is mentioned in the Ha'ars by the Rebbe, and also in the Pnim. We will then ask a few questions on the beer of the Ramban, and then we will return to Rashi and how Rashi will, uh, his own explanation of what the story is. So this is a fascinating Sicha in the sense that the story is very ambiguous. There's a lot of details of the story that are really missing, and that's what's bothering the Ramban. And also, and he says it clearly and gives his Pshat some more clearly, but these same questions are also bothering Rashi, and with Rashi, with a few words, he's able to clarify his entire approach on the story. So the background begins already in last week's Pasha, in the third chapter, where Moshe Rabbeinu meets Hashem by the Tzna, and Hashem tells Moshe he wants him to take the Bnei Yisrael out, out of Mitzrayim. And there's a seven-day discussion between Hashem and Moshe, and one of the times that Moshe says is that he's not fitting to take the Bnei Yisrael out uh, of the Mitzrayim is because he is a Kvad Peh, a Kvad Lashem, that he has a speech impediment, and therefore he cannot be the messenger. So Hashem tells him, who's the one that created people who are mute? Who's the one that created people who are deaf, etc.? It's me. So I will be with you, and I'll give you the power that you need. So Moshe Rabbeinu replies, Shlach Shlach, send Send it to somebody who you're more used to sending, meaning send, your messenger should be Aaron. So Shem gets upset. He says, I know your brother Aaron, he, 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 he will speak, and he's actually going out to call you. He'll be happy to help you. He's happy to be your uh, messenger, to be your second in command, your assistant. Moshe Rabbeinu was felt that maybe Aaron would be upset if Moshe would be the uh, Navi of Hashem would be the leader of uh, of taking the Bnei Yisrael and the Tzrayim. So Hashem replies to him, he's not going to be upset. He's going to be very happy. And he tells them in Pasuk Tazvav, Peretala, Pasuk Tazvav, V'noichi e'yem pichav impiu, I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. V'reisi esmes ha'shetasu, and I will guide you to what you should do. V'dibor hu l'chala, and he will speak to you for the people. V'ayahu y'lachalapet, and he will be for you as a spokesperson. V'atati eloi l'lachim, and you will be to him as a Master. So even before we continue on in the story, the first thing that's unclear is, it seems like Moshe Rabbeinu, when he says, he's talking about that he can't be a messenger at all. He can't be a messenger to Pari, and he can't be a messenger to the Jewish people, because since he has a peace speech impediment, he can't really be a messenger to anybody. But if you look in the Pasuk, in Pasuk Tezayin, what the Pasuk actually tells us is, that, Moshe, that Aaron will speak to you for the people. It seems like Hashem's only giving a response how, in regards to the Jewish people. He doesn't say what's going to happen with Pari. Who's going to be speaking to Pari? Is it going to be Moshe or is it going to be Aaron? And if you actually look in Perik Gimel and Perik Dalad, most of the discussion, Hashem meets with him right at the beginning in Perik Gimel. And he tells him that I've heard the cries of the Bnei Yisrael Mitzrayim and therefore I want you to go down and... Uh, I'm going to send you to Pari, and you're going to take the, my nation out of Mitzrayim. And Moshe says, who am I that I should go to Pari, and what's their schus that they should leave Mitzrayim? So Hashem responds to them, I'm going to be with you. So it's not 
who are you? I'm going to be with you. So it's nothing to do with if you have the value to be able to take him out, I will be with you. And regarding what schus they have, it's because they're going to serve Hashem on this mountain. They're going to serve Hashem on Har Sinai when they leave Mitzrayim. And then the, the, the discussion continuing from Pasuk Yudgimel all the way to our Pasuk, it's all about the Bnei Yisrael. And Moshe says, what name am I supposed to tell them? And they ask me, what's the name of the individual you sent? So yeah, it says, Eyesha, Eyesha. And then Hashem tells him to go gather the Zikni Yisrael, and you should tell them about the exodus that's going to happen, use the Lashem Pakai Pekadati. And it's all about, the, the, all the, the Pesukim, all the discussions, the back and forth, is all about Hashem speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, or Moshe telling Hashem how he can't be the messenger, and different tightness that the Jewish people will have on him, that they're not going to believe him, for example. They want to know what Hashem's name is. So when Hashem responds to him that he will be for you uh, as, a, as a spokesperson for the nation, you could read the Pasuk to mean, literally, that Hashem is telling him that even though you're a Kavat Pev, a Kavad Lashem, but nonetheless, Aaron will be your spokesperson. But of course, the question is, the, the logic of it is that if he's a Kavat Pev, a Kavad Lashem, he can't be a spokesperson for Pari or for the Jewish people. So why would Hashem just give them an answer that he will have a spokesperson for the people? What about when he speaks to Pari? So in the Mepharshim, you have two approaches to this. You have the Ramban and you have Rashi. Rashi's approach is, as we're going to really discuss more later on, he gives a very logical approach. He says, of course, it means that Aaron will be his spokesperson in general. If you look at Rashi, Pasuk Tezvav, Tezayin, I'm sorry. Rashi, Dibra Maschal, Yila Lecha He says, Aaron will be for you as a mouth. He says, what does that mean? Lemelitz, he will be as a spokesperson. Because you're a Kavat Peh, you, you have a speech impediment. So you cannot be the, therefore you need Aaron. So what's the implication? Rashi seems like he's adding a few extra words. He says, Yila he translates Lemelitz, fine, as a spokesperson. What is he adding with Fisha'ata Kvat Pe? We already know that Aaron is Moshe's Kvat Pe. That's the whole reason why Aaron's getting the job. But Rashi's trying to tell us, he's adding those words to tell us that the reason why he needs a Melut uh, is he's a Kvat Pe. So therefore, he needs Aaron for all um, the meetings he's going to have with Bnei Yisrael or with Pirate because our, Moshe is essentially a, a, a Kvat Pe. But when you look at the Ramban, the Ramban gives a different shot. He says, no. When the Pasuk tells us, it's actually very little. That it's only to, only for the, to the Jewish people will Aaron be his spokesperson. But when Moshe is going to speak to Paray, he actually has to speak directly to Paray without Aaron. And the reasoning is, the Ramban explains, is because it's Kavod Malchus. Kavod Malchus means that Moshe has to be the one speaking. Moshe is the one that's a prophet. He's the one that got the prophecy. So it's only respectful that the Navi, the one who actually got the words from Hashem, he should be directly giving those words to Pari. Not that Moshe will give it to his spokesperson and then the spokesperson will give over the words that, that Hashem told Moshe to Pari. No, it should be directly from the prophet, directly to the king. So therefore Hashem saying it, that by, regarding talking to the Jewish people, then Aaron Kataka be your spokesperson, but when you're speaking directly to Pare, that's not going to work. Now when we go to our parasha, we see in Perak Vav, uh, Pasuk Vav, after Hashem replies to Moshe regarding his Taina Lama Migara, Hashem tells him, He says, therefore, say to the Bnei Yisrael that I am Hashem, as we know, Ani Hashem is, you could trust me to Nukai my promises, and I'm going to take you out of Mitzrayim, etc., etc. And then in Pasuk, 
test, it says, V'yidabra Moshe Kenan B'nei Yisrael, that Moshe gives over the message of Hashem to the Jewish people. And they did not listen to Moshe because of their Ketzeruach and the Vedakasha, they weren't able to listen to him. So also over here, what exactly happened? Who spoke to, to, to the B'nei Yisrael? Again, it seems from the Pasuk that Moshe is the one that spoke to the B'nei Yisrael in this scenario. Hashem's telling him that you should speak to B'nei Yisrael, and the Pasuk says that Moshe spoke to B'nei Yisrael. So it seems like in, in this situation, Aaron wasn't involved. But if Moshe complained already that he was a kvat pet, a kvat lashen, why was Moshe already speaking? He already had an issue with him speaking on his own. He says, I, I, and Aaron, Hashem pointed Aaron, and even according to the Ramban, everyone agrees that when it was to the Jewish people, for sure, Aaron was supposed to be the spokesperson. Continue on in Pasik Yud. Hashem again appears to Moshe Rabbeinu and tells him, Go speak to Pare, Melch Mitzrayim, the Shalach of Bnei Yisrael He should send the Jewish people from his land. So then Moshe Rabbeinu responds, Even the Bnei Yisrael didn't listen to me, as we just said in Pasik Tess, that they didn't listen to Moshe Kasha. So if the Bnei Yisrael did not listen to me, if Yishma'ini Pare, how is power going to listen to me? And I am a Rasvasayim. So what exactly is this Kavachimer? Different proportion explained in different ways. We'll just give one way. Um, I saw this in the um, one in the before Shehrashi, Lubashaira. So he says that the Kavachimer is like this. If the B'nai Yisrael that speak Lashon HaKadosh, and as other proportion add, they also want it, leave Mitzrayim because they're in slavery and even they could not understand what I'm talking about. Even the Lashon HaKadosh is their language and they want to leave, but still they couldn't understand what I'm saying. So for sure, Pare, that Lashon HaKadosh is not his first language. According to Levush Ayur, it seems like Pare spoke some type of Lashon HaKadosh because Pare knew all 70 languages, so he must have known Lashon HaKadosh too, at least some, somewhat of Lashon HaKadosh. But nonetheless, it's not his first language. So for sure, he, he's not going to have patience to try to decipher and understand what I said. The Bnei Yisrael who understand Lashon HaKadosh, they didn't listen to me because, they, because of their Ruach and Avei Kasha. They didn't have the patience and the time to focus on what I'm saying and understand what I'm saying, even though I, because of my speech impediment. So for sure, power that Lashon HaKadosh is not his language. And he's a king. He doesn't listen to people with speech impediments. He's for sure not going to have the patience and the willingness to hear what I'm going to say. Uh, the Rebbe does point out that that he says that Moshe, that Pare spoke Lashon HaKadosh because it's first in Rashi that he did not speak Lashon HaKadosh. And when he said that uh, the king speaks 70 languages, it means 70 languages besides for Lashon HaKadosh. Pare spoke 70 languages, and, but Lashon HaKadosh was in addition to those 70 languages. So this that Pare usually speaks 70, that doesn't help because Lashon Kaddish would have been the 70, you know, the 70 nations of the world, and then you have the one that was in Bnei Yisrael. But either way, the Rebbe leaves that as a tzarchin on him. But the point of, of, of the Kavachimer is still there. L'chayra, definitely, you know, if he doesn't speak it at all, for sure he's not going to have any patience to try to understand what's being said. So that's his Kavachimer. But what, what does Moshe Rebbe say? He says, Ani Aral Svasai. So this is the, 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 the big question of the Sicha. And the Mephorshim ask, what exactly is Moshe saying Ani Aral Svasai? He already gave that taina. In last week's parsha, Moshe already said before that he's a kvat pad v'kvat lashen, and Hashem replies to him, "Okay, you're going to have Aaron as your spokesperson." So also in this week's parsha, he says the same thing. He uses a different lashen, which is why does he use a different lashen? 
uh, we'll discuss later, but he says the same idea, Ani And what does Hashem reply? So in, in, in Pasuk Yud Gimel, it says, Vidabra Hashem al Aaron. Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron and he commands them regarding the Bnei Yisrael and Paramount. He's trying to take them out of the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. Rashi explains, he speaks to Moshe and not Aaron, because since Moshe, Lefisham, or Moshe, or Ani, or since Moshe said, Ani, or therefore, Tzirf, or Akadosh Baruch, who is Aaron, the Yisrael, the Pelamelitz. He joins Aaron to be for his Peh and for his Melitz, to be a spokesperson, an interpreter. That's exactly the same answer that we got last time. So what's what's being added? Didn't we already get this interpretation earlier? So again, we have these. We have we have, we have we're focused on the Ramban. So the Ramban says this is a very strong. This is really the source of his pshat. That what Hashem initially said, Aaron is going to be your spokesperson. It was dafka to Bnei Yisro. But when you're supposed to be speaking to Pare, it was always supposed to be Moshe Rabbeinu on his own. So when Hashem initially came to Moshe Rabbeinu, and I'm going to explain the Ramban according to how I, 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 I understood the Ramban. There's, the Ramban wasn't so clear in certain details, so I'm elaborating. But feel free to look at the Ramban and if you understand it differently, that would be great. But the way I understood what the Ramban is trying to say is like this. That when initially Hashem came to Moshe Rabbeinu, and answer to him that you'll have Aaron as a peh and Melitz. What he's trying to tell him is that he will be your spokesperson to the Jewish people. Be, but to Pyre himself, you, he can't be your Melitz because because of Kavod Malchus, you need to speak to him directly. So it's just tough luck. You got to speak to uh, Hashem directly. When I, but what's Moshe Rabbeinu going to do when he actually speaks to Pyre? He, he talk. He says he has an issue. What is he supposed to do? So. Already in the end of last week's parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Pari. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered all the Zikanim. It says Aaron, he, Aaron and Moshe gathered all the Zikanim. Aaron spoke directly to the Zikanim. As um, it says clearly in the Pasuk, and he, they believed in Aaron, Aaron's message that he uh, said in the name of Moshe, in the name of Hashem. And they gather with him to go to Pari. According to Rashi, the Zikanim disappear on their way, and the only ones who are left were Moshe and Aaron. The Ramban doesn't say what happened to the Zikanim, so it's very possible, according to the Ramban, the Zikanim were still there. Maybe they also left. But regardless of what happened to the Zikanim, in Paragba, Pasuket Gimel, it says that Moshe and Aaron, they both came and they spoke to Pare. So the, and also initially, so we know that Moshe Rabbeinu did speak to Pare. So, but the question is how? Wouldn't he have had this issue that he's a Kvata Alashim? So the Ramban explains that the thought process of Moshe Rabbeinu was that I'm going with an entourage. What was the exact Lashen that Hashem told by Shurbenu? He said, go gather the Zakanim, and they will, and go, go gather all of the Zakanim, and, and go to Pare, and you, and you, plural, will speak to Pare. So Moshe understood was that what Hashem was telling, what, what Hashem's basic answer was to my Taina Kvat Pare was regarding uh, the Jewish people, Aaron will take care of it. Regarding Pare, my shlichus anyways is, is for you to gather the Zikanim, and then you will go with this whole entourage of Pare. And then, as always with the entourage, you don't have everyone in the entourage speaking. One person speaks for everybody else. So one of the Zikanim will speak on behalf of everybody else. So Moshe never, Moshe never had an issue with this, that, that speaking to Pare, because one of the Zikanim would speak to Pare. And that's why, maybe according to the Ramban, the Zikanim were actually even there 
at the end of this week's parsha. He doesn't mention anything about the Zikanim leaving, so it's very possible that what Moshe's thought process was that one of the Zikanim will speak. That's Taka. What happened? One of the Zikanim speak, or even if they left, it says Vayimru. It means one of them spoke on behalf of the group. So just like when it says Vamartem, that a love that you'll gather the Zikanim and they will speak, and you will plural will speak the power. It means one of them will speak for the group. So also at the end of the parsha in Parsha Shemais, when it says that Moshe and Aaron came, they Yimrael Parah and they spoke to Parah plural. It means that one of them spoke for the group or spoke for both of them. So Moshe Rabbeinu was quiet. So he never had this issue uh, up to this point of actually speaking directly to Parah because by the Bnei Yisrael, Aaron spoke. When they actually went to Parah the first time, he didn't need to speak at that point because Amar Temelav, anybody of the group was uh, able to speak. Uh, again, it's not so clear from the Ramban even though there's this union of Kvoid Malchus, so shouldn't Moshe Rabbeinu have been giving the message of the Nevuah directly to Parai and not one of the Zikanim? So it's not clear from the Ramban, you know, what the answer of that is, but it seems like maybe that's what Hashem wanted, but Moshe Rabbeinu understood Hashem. When he said, gather the Zikanim, and by Mark 10, and he says plural, that you as a group will speak to Pari that it didn't matter at that point. He was like, Moshe Rabbeinu could speak to them, but it's also fine if, if the Sekenim are the ones speaking on behalf of the Jewish people. They were the, you know, the old leadership. So maybe that was his, somewhat of his thought process that they were the old leadership, so they would be the ones who were actually speaking to Pari. Whatever the Cheshman was, if Hashem wanted Moshe to speak, but he understood that the Sekenim were supposed to speak, or uh, that's actually what Hashem wanted the Sekenim to be the ones speaking. The point is he didn't actually speak. Uh, until up, up to this point. But now in this week's parsha, Hashem tells him, go speak to the Jewish people. So the first time he spoke to the Jewish people was with Aaron. When he speaks to Parai the first time, it's with the Zikanim. Now it's the third time. So the third time Hashem says, I want you to speak to the Jewish people, he goes directly to the Jewish people. It says, Moshe went. And what happens to the first time he speaks? The first time he speaks, they don't listen to him. Uh, right? they, they don't listen. And then Hashem comes to him. This will be the fourth time he wants him to speak. He says, I want you to speak to Pari to tell them to go out of Mitzrayim. He says, me? Even the Bnei Yisrael don't want to listen to me. When Aaron spoke to the Bnei Yisrael, they listened to him. So uh, clearly, I'm not the guy for the job. You don't want me to speak because Aaron spoke to them. They believe me. They couldn't even understand what I'm saying. So Bnei Yisrael don't listen to me, even though this is for their own good. For sure, Pari won't listen to me. And, and furthermore, Aniar Asfasai. I am somebody with sealed lips. I, I can't speak. I, I can't speak to Pare. So this is the first time that Moshe is giving a taina regarding his speeches with Pare. Before is all about speaking to the Jewish people because he never had to speak to Pare, spoke speak to Pare before that. This is the first time he's going to speak to Pare. Therefore, he says, "I can't do it." So according to the Ramban, the Ramban says gives an answer. He says that this is pasuk Yudgimo. Uh, and this is a nice chiddush of the Ramban, because if we let's look at Pasig Yudgimel, is actually very hard to understand. If you read Pasig Yudgimel, it says Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron, Yitzavim el Bnei He commands them regarding the Bnei Yisrael and regarding Paramount Mitzrayim to take the Bnei Yisrael outside of Mitzrayim. Yisrael. Then Pasig Yudalid goes about the Yichus, Ela Roshe Beis Avosim Bnei Ruven Mechar Yisrael. What was the command? Rashi's bothered with this too. He says Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron. He commands them regarding the Bnei Yisrael. What was the command that he's giving Moshe and Aaron? So Rashi has two explanations, which we'll get to soon, but it's still a strong crash. There is no command. So the Ramban says, no, 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 no. The command is that Hashem commanded Moshe and Aaron. He commands them to take the B'nai, to, 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 to be the ones that are going to be part of the, 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 the shlichos 
to Pare and to the Bnei Yisrael to remove the Meretz Yisrael. So the Yitzavim, the command itself is that you will be the Nevi'im. You will be the leaders to take the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. That was the Shluchas. So the Yitzavim, that Pasuk is an Indian B'Pnei Yatzma. The command was that you will be the Shluchim to Pare and to the Bnei Yisrael to take them out of Mitzrayim. So that would be an answer according to the Rambam, very Gishmak. And then once we know, then the Parsha goes into the Yichus, as, as Rashi says, and once we mentioning uh, Moshe and Aaron, especially according to the Ramban, this is the first time Aaron is also being commanded in the Shlechus. So they're being mentioned together, uh, being part of the Shlechus. So it goes through the Yichus to explain why they were the ones who were chosen, why they're fitting for this particular job. And then, Pasuk uh, it says, And it was, on, on that day, and it was on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe in the land of Mitzrayim. And then there's a parsha stuma. So, so, what is what happened? Another question. Pasuk It says it was on that day that Hashem spoke to Moshe in the to Tzrayim. And then it's a parsha stuma. It doesn't say what happened. And then pasuk continues. Hashem Hashem says to Moshe, Ani Hashem, speak to the Pari, Melch Mitzrayim, Hashem speak to Pari, the King Mitzrayim, everything that I'm speaking to you, telling you. Hashem responds, You want me to speak to Pari, everything that you're telling me? I'm an Arasa sign. How is Par going to listen to me? This Parsha was, this is Mamisha repeat of what we said earlier in Pasik Yudvez. This is Mamisha repeat. Pasik Chaptes and Lamed is a repeat of what we said earlier in Pasik Yud to Yudvez. It's Mamish repetitive. And Rashi has to also deal with that. So we have two more questions that have to deal with. Pasik says it happened on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe Neretz and Shrine. And then he gives a Parsha Stuma and the Parsha. And then it tells us, and it gives over a conversation that we already know from Pasuk Yudbeis and Pasuk Yudgimel. It's just repeating itself. It doesn't make any sense. So the Ramban explains it very gishmak. He says what happened was, the way that Moshe Rabbeinu understood Hashem's reply was that he and Moshe and Aaron will be equal. They will be equal Nevi'im and equal Shluchim in this process of taking the Bnei Yisrael at Mitzrayim. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, if we're going to be the equal process, so Hashem's going to be speaking to, Moshe, to Aaron too. So Abizai, he'll be speaking to both of us. We'll both be involved in um, the Shlichus. I will be taking care of doing the miracles and the plagues. And Aaron will be the speaker. He'll say over the Nebuah and Hashem, I, what about the Enoch, Kabayit Malchus? Well, Aaron's getting the Nebuah too. So it is Kabayit Malchus. He'll be one of the Nebuah. So he'll get the prophecy also. And he could say the prophecy directly to Aaron. It'll be very Gishmak. So therefore, Hashem tells him, and it was on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe and Eretz Mitzrayim, that, that, that it was Dabka to Moshe, that Hashem is responding to him, no, 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 no. The one who's going to, Hashem only spoke to Moshe Benin. The prophet is only Moshe Benin. So you need to be the one speaking to Hashem. As it continues in Pasuk Chavtes, Hashem actually speaks to him. Now what happened? Hashem says to Moshe, Ani Hashem. And the rabbi explains, what does it mean, Ani Hashem? I knew this is the name that Hashem revealed to him at the beginning of the parsha, And the only one who this name was revealed to was to Moshe. You have to be the one who's speaking to Parah. Therefore, he says, Daber Ani Hashem, therefore, you need to be the one speaking to Parah, everything that I'm going to tell you. So then Hashem, Moshe replies, Me? Ani Hashem, how can I speak to Parah? So it's not a re- repeat of the previous discussion. The previous discussion was Moshe doesn't want to speak to Pyrus, and Hashem says, I'm going to, Aaron will join you. 
So Moshe understands that to mean he's going to be a perfect partner, he'll be a Navi, and he will say over the words of the prophecy. Hashem replies, no, the prophecy is still going to be you, so you're going to be the one who has to speak, but Aaron will join you. And then Moshe says, wait a second, if I'm the one speaking, I can't speak, that's just impossible. So that would explain um, those two ideas. What is the idea? So that's coming to tell that the prophecy was only to Moshe. That Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that was Roy, Roy for, the, for the prophecy. Not Moshe and Aaron. It was only Moshe that was one that was Roy for the prophecy. He was the one that was the prophet. And then the Pasuk tells us Hashem's actual response that it has to be you and not, uh, not Aaron. And Aaron said, so Moshe replies, wait a second, if it's not going to be Aaron, I'm the Araspa sign. Uh, there is, of course, a question on the Ramban, and the Ramban doesn't explain a very obvious question, is then that what was the Hashem's response initially? Moshe says, I can't do it. And he says, don't worry, Moshe, Aaron's going to join you. And then he says, oh, great, Aaron's going to be the one speaking. He says, no, 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 you're still going to be the one speaking, but he's joining. What's, what's the point of Aaron joining if Moshe's still going to be the one speaking? The Ramban, unfortunately, does not explain what the purpose of it is. So it's hard to know exactly what he meant. So I, I will just give a shot that maybe is, is a possibility, and maybe there's other possibilities of how to explain the Ramban, is that maybe the Ramban, uh, thought, uh, this was what Hashem was answering initially. Hashem really was answering, Moshe, that you, Aaron, will join you, That meaning that you will be the one that will give over the prophecy, and that Aaron could be the one that explains it. So your problem is you're saying nobody listens to you. Like you try speaking to the people, they don't even listen to you, they don't understand what you're saying because you're in a Rasa sign. Okay. So you'll still say over the prophecy, and then Moshe, Aaron will take care of the issue of a Rasa sign. He will explain what you're saying, he'll translate it, and everybody will, will be understanding what, what, what you're saying. That's what um, Hashem, Hashem is telling Moshe. Moshe understood it differently, but that's what Hashem meant. And then when Hashem tells him, it's going to be you the one speaking, and Aaron's just going to help you, Moshe responds, I can't do this at all. He doesn't say anything about the, the Jewish people, like the, not understanding. So the first time, actually, a dick over here. The first time was, he says, even the Bnei Yisrael won't, won't listen to me. So how will Pari listen to me? So it's somewhat of a Kabbalah over here, he just says, at, right at the beginning, he says, Ani He focuses on the fact that I'm an Arasasai, and how is Pari going to listen to me? Meaning is the point is not that he can't understand what I'm saying. The idea is that since I'm an Arasasai, um, the, the essential Nevius won't be understood by Pari. Or maybe he won't even bother listening to me because he doesn't understand what I'm talking about. If the essential Shluchos is not understood, the essential Nevuah is not understood by Pari, even if Aaron's going to explain it afterwards, he's saying that's not going to be enough. So really, Aaron should do the entire thing. So then in Pasuk, Perezan, in Pasuk Aleph, Hashem says to Maish I've made you as an Elikim Tapare. What does it mean that Hashem made him an Elikim Tapare? Okay, we'll discuss that in a moment. And he says, Aaron will be your prophet. So question one is, what does it mean that Hashem, what's this answer of Hashem saying that he will, you will be a Elikim Tapare and Aaron will be your Navi? Pasuk Beis continues, You will speak everything which I will command you. And then Aaron, your brother, will speak to Pari. So when it says in Pasuk Beis that you will speak everything that I will command you, and Aaron will be your will speak over to Pari, who's Moshe speaking to? It says, you will speak everything which I command. 
and Aaron, your brother, will speak to Pare. What's going on over here? Is, who, who is Moshe speaking to exactly? I thought Aaron is the one who's going to be the Navi. So the Ramban explains like this, that what Hashem says, that I'm going to make you an Elokim Lepare, and Aaron will be your Navi, he means literally you will be like an Elokim. Meaning, just like when Hashem speaks to the Bnei Yisrael, Hashem doesn't speak directly to the Bnei Yisrael, Hashem speaks to the Navi, just, and only the Navi can hear him, and then the Navi relays his words to the audience. So similarly, he says, you will be like an Elokim, meaning as you will relay your words only to Aaron, because you're right, Pare, or you don't feel confident enough, whatever the issue is, you feel that Pare will not be able to understand you. So what you're going to do is you will relay your words to Aaron, and then Aaron will say it over to Pare. So you'll just be like an Elokim, just like an Elokim, it's to the Navi, and the Navi relays it to the crowd. You will give over your words to the Navi, meaning Aaron, and Aaron will relay it over to the crowd, relay it over to Pare. And that's also what the next Pasuk Pasuk Beis means. It says, you will speak everything which I command. It means you will speak to Aaron everything which you command. And then Aaron, your brother, will say everything over to Pyre. So you're not going to say anything loud. I, what about the union of Kroid Malchus? So, L'chaira, uh, or maybe Pshat, what the Ramban's also trying to allude to is, is that this idea that Moshe is going to be like, like an Elikim, meaning is that he's saying the prophecy over in front of Pyre. Pyre can't hear it. But he's getting the prophecy and it's being said over to Moshe in, in, in his presence, that itself uh, it would be considered a covenant. So it's not that Moshe tells it to him somewhere else and then they come in and then Aaron's repeating something that he heard. The, the, the prophecy is being relayed to Pare right in front of him. This is the first time also Aaron's hearing the prophecy. I'm not sure if Moshe actually had the prophecy in front of Pare. I guess it's probably, I think it was usually outside of the Pari's room. But when does he relay it to Aaron? He relays it to Aaron in front of Pari. So it, it gives that certain aura of respect that the prophecies only be, the message is being given over to him only in his presence. So that would also be an Indian of Kavit. And the Ramban actually learns that this whole idea of Moshe will be in the Lakim, the Pari, that's a Maila. It's not like a, a Chasari. That he's learning that this whole point that Moshe keeps him saying, Anir Ras Vasai, he's not a Chasari in Moshe that he doesn't believe that Hashem is able to help him, uh, give him the ability to speak the Pari. Moshe Rabbeinu knows that Hashem can help him speak the Pari. Actually, the Ramban even mentions, asks a question in Parsha Shemois. He says, if Moshe is complaining that he's a Kvad Pai, Kvad Lashem, why doesn't he just ask Hashem to heal him? He say, oh, I can't do the Shluchas because I'm a Kvad Pai, Kvad Lashem. Why don't you just say, heal me? <laughs> and then that, that would have taken care of the issue. He says, the reasoning why he doesn't ask to be healed is because that was never really his issue. The issue was that he was an anav, he was humble, and he felt that he was not really roy for this particular position. And he was also very worried about Aaron. He wanted Aaron to have the position. His older brother, he was worried, felt was more fitting than him, and he didn't want Aaron to be insulted. So it was never about, I'm a clad pack It was always that I'm someone who's not, essentially, I'm not fit for this particular position. And then there's, you know, different reasons why he gives, but that's not the essential problem. The essential thing is that he is an anav, and therefore he feels, how can I do this? an amazing job of being the shliach of Hashem. That's why he doesn't ask to be healed, because he doesn't ask, Hashem doesn't heal him. Uh, so same thing over here, when he says that, keeps on saying, Hashem, because of his great, because of the great humility uh, that Moshe has, he's lifted up to a higher level that he's like Elikim. That his words itself are like the words of Elikim, which are being transferred to uh, Aaron, and then Aaron will say over the words to Pari. So maybe this could be another 
I don't know, another, an oid, another prat in how this is Kvayd Malchus. It's that since Moshe Rabbeinu is being lifted to a higher level, to the level of Elakim, because of the great humility that he has, so therefore also maybe his Nevu was on a higher level. His Nevius was on a much higher level because of his great Bethel. And therefore, he could, maybe he couldn't even give over, Taki couldn't give over those words to Pari. He couldn't give over those words to Pari because he was not just a Kvat Parakalashan that he had issues speaking. He, he was completely sealed his words. Therefore, he needed to give it over to Aaron. And then Aaron could be the intermediary between Moshe and Pari. So it, it, it couldn't, it, so, so that, that could also be maybe the, the shot of the Ramban. Okay, so this is the Ramban's approach. So essentially the main point that we're seeing from the Ramban is a central idea is that initially Hashem was commanding, when Hashem said, responded to Moshe's Taina, Kvad Peh, Kvad his main answer is that when you speak to the Jewish people, Aaron will take your place. But he doesn't say what's going to happen when he speaks to Par. So when he's going to speak with the Zakanim, the Zakanim will take care of it. But when he's actually going to speak to Parai, it's going to have to be Moshe because of Kwe Malchus. But when the Tahayim comes for Moshe to speak, Moshe says, I can't. I mean, I need a sign. I tried speaking to the Jewish people. Once that didn't work, how, how is Parai going to listen to me? So what Hashem does is he allows Aaron to join him to assist. In, in the giving over the prophecy. Moshe is still not satisfied with just him joining him. He says, even that's not gonna work. So what Hashem says is, you know what? Aaron's gonna be your spokesperson um, for Pari. So, so it would be almost the same thing with ha- what happened to the Jewish people, that Aaron was the only one that the Jewish people heard. So also Pari, the only one that Pari's gonna hear is gonna be Aaron. The only difference would be is that Moshe didn't speak to Aaron in front of the Jewish people. I think he could have spoken to him at any point, and Aaron gives over the message to Jewish people. Masha'in came when it was to Pare, it, uh, it was in front of Pare. And Ula Yesh Leimar, that once this new process was set up, that Aaron was always going to be a spokesperson, it, maybe it could be that going weiter, when he spoke to the Jewish people, maybe it was also in that same way, that he would say over to Aaron in front of the Jewish people, possibly, I don't know, because if the main was Kvod Malchus, maybe that didn't apply to the Jewish people. Okay. Um, the Rebbe mentions two problems with the Pirush of the Ramban. The, the, the two problems are that if we go back to Parsha Shemais, Paragimel, right at the beginning of the Parsha, the first thing that Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu is, in Pasuk Yud, now go and I'm going to send you to Pare, and I'm going to, and you're going to take my people out of, uh, out of Mitzrayim. And then Moshe responds, Who am I that I should go to Pare? And Hashem says, I'm going to be with you. So right away, as soon as the conversation starts, it's very clear that Moshe is going to be going to Pare. So Moshe knew he was going to going to Pare. So Hashem's responding, Hashem responding that Aaron's going to help you for um, the Bnei Yisrael, and regarding the first meeting that you're going to have with Pare, it's going to be with the Zakanim. Okay, but that's not going to help for all the future meetings. So the first meeting, they'll have the Zakanim. But already at the first meeting, Hashem already told them that the first meeting is not going to go well. He says, you're going to go, and he's going to say no, uh, and it's not going to work out. So you're going to have to go back and start doing miracles and plagues in front of him. So already right from the beginning, Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he's, at some point he's going to have to speak to Pare. Second of all, 
if you actually, if we look at Perak Hay, it says after uh, Moshe goes to, um, sorry, Perak Dalit, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu returns to Yisrael and he goes to, it starts going to Mitzrayim. So in Pasuk Hafalaf, Perak Dalit, Pasuk Hafalaf, Hashem says to him as he's returning to Mitzrayim. So this is after the burning bush. This would be the second time Hashem is speaking to him. This would be when he's going to Mitzrayim. He says, Look at all the miracles that I place in your hand. You'll do them in front of Pari. And I'll strengthen his heart. He won't send the people. And you will say to Pari. So it says very clearly in the Pasuk that you will speak to Pari. So already at the beginning, Moshe knew that there's going to be at some point that he's going to be speaking to Pari. So the question is, why doesn't he say Kvatav Kalashanai already regarding that conversation? Yes, he knows the name Israel he's taken care of. He knows for his first meeting he's taken care of. But for the meetings, the, the future meetings, when he's going to be on his own, and when Ramartaz, as the Pasuk clearly says over here, Pasuk Chabiz, Martan, you will speak to Pari. He knows he's, he's going to be one talking to Pari. So Ibazai, uh, why doesn't he make some type of complaint? You could give a doichik, maybe a doichik answer for, for the Ramban, this is my own, that maybe you can answer according to the Ramban, is that Moshe negotiated as best as he could. He negotiated with Garn to speaking to the Jewish people. Regarding the first meeting, he had this Canaan, but for the future meetings, he didn't have a choice because he was the Navi, and since it was Kvayd Malchus, uh, he didn't really have any options over there. So he says, yes, I know I'm a Kvad Peh, Kvad Lashen, but what, what but um, but since a Kuwait Malchus, the Navi has to speak directly to the king, therefore I'm going to have to speak to the king. Therefore he was satisfied, okay, I'll have to speak to Pare because there's no choice. But what happens is once he speaks to the Jewish people uh, at the beginning of Perk, uh, our Parsha, and the Jewish people don't listen to him, then Moshe comes to the Hakar, comes to the recognition, no, I can't do this at all. Like Even the Jewish people are not going to listen to me. This is not going to work. Like I thought maybe, you know, um, it would, it, would, it would work because Hashem is going to be helping me out, but it didn't work. So I really need somebody else to be taking care of this um, nevuah. And that's why he says, Aniyaral, it's for sign. So that, that maybe could be a pshat that had to do with, he thought that was the best he could get, and it was Kvayt Malchus. Therefore, he says, okay, I, I'll have to speak to power in those scenarios. But when it, pushed, when it actually came to for the time for him to speak, and he had the first time he actually spoke to B'nai Israel, it didn't work well he felt that he was not right to be the one speaking to Pyre, and therefore he, he made a claim at that point of time. Okay, it's somewhat of a daichik because, you know, if he, if he didn't think he was good enough to speak because he's a Kvat Pakvah Lashen, and he needed Aaron to speak to the Jewish people, and he needed the Zakanian for the first time he's speaking, all of a sudden by Pyre he's not going to have any issues. And he's going to say, oh, because of Kvay Malthus. So, if Kvayt Malchus, then why is he complaining after he spoke to the, like, then he speaks to the Jewish people, doesn't work, but that issue of Kvayt Malchus is still the same issue. So what really changed? The only thing that changed is that he had a bad experience. So then you're going to have to say is that because of the bad experience, he felt that he's not right, and therefore he came to that recognition that he, he couldn't do it. So it's somewhat of a, a, a little bit of Kvetch shot because you're saying that initially he was okay knew he was a Kvat but he was okay with speaking with power, and then at some point later he changed his mind. Okay, so that maybe that's a shot for the Ramban. Take care of
But let's look at Rashi. And that's really the essence of, of this particular Sikha. So if we look at Rashi, this is a Rashi that we're going to be focused on in this Sikha, is in Perak Zion, Pasuk base. This is after um, Moshe says uh, he's an Aras Messiah, goes to the Yichos, and then repeats again that he's Aras Messiah. So Hashem says to him, I'm going to make you Nelikim Lepare, and Aaron Afifa will be your Navi. And then Pasuk says, says you will speak to everything you will com- uh, that I will command you, and Aaron will be, and Aaron will speak to Pare. So we asked earlier, who, when it says that you will speak everything I command, to whom? So the Ramban said it means you will speak to Aaron. Rashi doesn't learn like that. Rashi says, Pamachas, Kol shlichus shlichus. You will speak one time the message of each mission to Pare. As you heard it from my mouth, your brother will interpret it and explain it to the ears of Pare. So according to Rashi, Moshe still, even after the whole thing with Aral Svasayim, Moshe Rabbeinu still said the Nevoa once. He said it once exactly how he heard it from Moshe, from Hashem, meaning it was a Lashon HaKadosh with the exact words. And then Moshe Rabbeinu would interpret it into Lashon Mitzri. He would expound upon it, make it, um, explain it. So Ayyuzai, Bukhaira, according to Rashi, whenever they spoke, whenever Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Pare, Moshe would speak once, and Aaron would speak uh, and, and explain it afterwards. So if you go, let's go back to, let's say, Parshas uh, Shemais. So now it makes we could, it makes a lot more sense what's going on over here, according to Pshut Shemikra, according to Rashi. When it says, as we said in Perik Dal, when he's leaving, yes, when he's going to Mitzrayim, it says, you will speak to Pari. Yes, it's Kupshuta. Moshe Rabbeinu will speak to Pari. He's going to speak to him one time. I said earlier that Moshe Rabbeinu will be that Aaron will be his interpreter and his spokesperson. Yes, Aaron will be the spokesman. He's going to speak once, and Aaron will always be the spokesperson. The only difference would be that by the Bnei Yisrael, Aaron will speak, only Aaron will speak. When it comes to Pare, it will be Moshe speaking once, as the Pasuk tells us in Pasuk HaPal, that he still needs to say it one time, Pasuk HaPes, but then Aaron will explain it. And then when we get to Perak when that Bo, Moshe, Aaron, Be'yemiru, Pare, that they come and they both speak to Pare, so the Be'yemiru, Pare means Kepshutai, doesn't mean that one of them spoke to Pare on behalf of the other, like the Ramban has to say. No, he could say this means Kapshute. They literally both spoke because Moshe said it once and then Pare explained. So that's uh, very Gishmak. Um, probably, I'm not 100% sure, but I think probably even in, 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 in Parshish Ve'era, when it says that he spoke to the Jewish people, it, uh, it would make sense according to Rashi. It says Moshe spoke, so it's, it's, it's possible that that same process happened. Moshe Rabbeinu said it once. And then Aaron explained it. Why doesn't it say that Aaron explained it? So it's possible that the reason why it doesn't say it's explained it because Rashi already told us earlier that since he was Kvat Pat, Aaron was appointed as his interpreter and his spokesman. So he was always his interpreter and spokesman. He was always going to be helping them. That was the initial point that says Aaron Yilachal Pat. That was an appointment for the entire Shluchas. He was always going to be his interpreter. So whenever he needed someone, Aaron was there. So if Moshe Rabbeinu needed Aaron in this particular occasion, and of course, then Enochanami, maybe Aaron Taka was there to, to explain it, but still it did not help. And then when it tells us in Pasuk, Yudin Yonalaf, he says, come to Pare, Melch Mitzrayim, and, and send the Bnei Yisrael from the land. And Moshe says, I am I'm, I'm an Aras Yisrael. And how is Pare going to, you know, so how is he going to listen to me? Even over here, it's the same vort that 
Moshe was going to say it once, and then Aaron was going to explain it. So what's Moshe's taina then? What was Moshe's taina? Moshe's taina was that he's an Aras Vasayim, so therefore power is not going to understand him. So we already have the answer for that. The answer was that Aaron's there to explain it to you. So the question on Rashi is, how does he take care of that, the major issue of our parsha? The Ramban had an answer. The last parsha was just Hashem commanding Aaron to be spokesman for the Jewish people. And this parsha is saying, even for Pari, Moshe, Aaron will be his spokesperson. But according to Rashi, Aaron was always his spokesperson for Pari, for, for the Yidin. So what exactly is this Taina on your Yes, we know you're Ras Vasan, you know you're Kvat Peh. That's why Aaron's going to be your spokesperson. And the question gets stronger because if you look in Pasuk Yud Gimel, it says, Yivdav Rashal Moshe Vel Aaron. And Rashi tells us, what does it mean that he spoke to Moshe and Aaron? It says, because Moshe said, Ani Ras Vasan, so Hashem joined, see reply, Hashem joined Aaron to be for a pal of Melitz. That's exactly the same thing that he already said in the previous Parsha. So what's being, what's being added over here? It's exactly the same thing that we already said, that there was an issue with his speech. Aaron was being appointed as a Pat Ulameritz. So it seems like the same time and the same answer. And the second question we can ask is, since this process of Moshe speaking once to Pari, and then Aaron would explain what Moshe Rabbeinu said was already done in Parshish Shemais, already by the first time they spoke to Pari, Moshe said it once, as it says, and then Aaron explained it. Why doesn't the Parsha tell us already earlier that, that Aaron will be your Navi, you will speak everything once, like, like in Pasuk Bey's over here, it says, why doesn't it tell us already then that process that Moshe will say it once and Aaron will say it afterwards? It doesn't tell us what happened over there earlier. So if you're going to say it's Pasha, of course, it's understood that Moshe had a speech impediment and he, he spoke Bikitzer and you weren't able to understand exactly what he was saying. So of course you need Aaron to explain it. So if that was so Pasha that we know that Moshe would say it once and then Aaron's going to explain it, then why not explain it over here in Paris 9 plus base? Elamai, it's not so Pasha. So it's not so Pasha, then it should have said it earlier. So what's going on? These are the two major questions on Rashi's shot. How will he learn? What's the difference in the Taina of Kvad Peh, Kvad Lashen? And the answer that Hashem gave to that. And over here when it says, Ani and the answer that Hashem gave to that. And the second question is, whatever answer we're giving over here for Aras Vasayim, why, why wasn't that that said earlier before Moshe spoke to Pari the first time? So the explanation is really based on what, what is the difference, according to Rashi, between Kvat Peh, Kvat Lashen, and Awas Vasayim? So Rashi tells us earlier that Kvat Peh means that he has uh, heaviness of speech, which he gives a French word, but it means a stutter. So it seems like there's some type of speech impediment. He's able to speak, but it's with a stutter. Kvat Lashen, he doesn't explain what it means, a heavy tongue. doesn't explain what that means. So giving my own theories, Rashi, I, I would think, mean one of two things. Either... He means that Kvad Lashen is just like Kvad Pet, just like Kvad Pet is a physical impediment that he had a stutter. So maybe Kvad Lashen means he also had some type of physical speech impediment that was connected to his tongue. Maybe he was tongue-tied. He had some other issue with his tongue that he was not able to pronounce certain letters. So it could be a physical type of impediment just like Kvad Lashen. And since he explained what Kvad Pet is, you can understand what Kvad Lashen is. It's the same type of physical impediment, but it has to do with the tongue. 
uh, or uh, a second way of learning Rashi, and I think maybe this fits better as, as we'll see uh, in Rashi later, is that kvad pad would be physical impediment, while kvad lashon means has to do with the language. Lashon goes to mean language. That he had a heaviness of language, meaning is he wasn't able to explain himself well. He wasn't able to explain what he was saying. And that would fit. The reason why I like that is because it kind of fits with what Rashi's been telling us about, regarding Aaron, that he says he will be yamlitsenu v'yatimenu. He will yamlitsenu, which means he will um, be your spokesperson. V'yatimenu means he will explain it. So yamlitsenu, if we're not able to understand what he's saying because of the physical impediment, so it makes sense. Okay, so Aaron will be his spokesperson, Yom he's going to speak and interpret and, and say what he, what, what, what he's, he's explaining what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying because we can't understand. But then there's another issue that the words that he's speaking, he's not, he's not a good, he's not good with language. He's not able to really articulate himself well. So therefore we could say, Yati Manu, that Aaron will also have the job of explaining what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying because he wasn't good at either of those things. But that's my own thought process. But either way, Kvad Pava Kvad Lashen is something to do with a physical impediments that he had with his speech. He wasn't able to speak well. He was able to speak, but very slowly and not well. When we go to Aras Vasayim, Aras Vasayim Rashi explains means atum. It means his lips were sealed. When somebody has sealed lips, you can't speak at all. Put some glue on the lips, close them. You're not able to say anything. So what, what's changing is that initially Moshe Rabbein is saying, I could speak, but not very well. So, you know, you really should get someone else. But now we're saying it's much worse than that. He's saying, no, 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 it's not just I can't speak well. I can't speak at all. What happened? Unfortunately, the Rebbe doesn't explain, but Pahashas, what happened is, I would say, similar to the Ramban. He tried speaking to the Jewish people. Uh, he spoke to Pahari once, according to Rashi. He spoke once, and then Aaron explains. He speaks to the Jewish people. That also doesn't work well. So he says, I already tried twice. It's not working. Clearly, the problem is with me. I'm not just have issues with speaking. I am completely useless when it's, it's as if I, my lips are completely sealed. Nobody listens to me. When I speak, even what Aaron explains what I'm saying, that doesn't help. I, I'm so bad at speaking that even what Aaron's explaining and translating and making it sound better, people are like, yeah, I don't know. This guy doesn't sound like uh, somebody that we want to listen to. You're interpreting what he's saying. doesn't sound like something that we're interested in. Uh, maybe it could mean is that sometimes you could have a hard time understanding somebody but you can hear the words, and then when someone explains what that individual meant, you're like, oh, okay, fine. I understand what he was trying to say. But maybe Maishu was saying it's so bad that even after they hear Aaron, they don't see how the, what Aaron's saying has anything to do with what I'm saying. They, they couldn't, Bechalal couldn't understand me. Either way, the point is that he's saying I'm completely useless. I cannot speak uh, at all. Um, so Ibezoi, that was his uh, issue. So what's so telling us that Aaron is going to join is not going to help us. Rather, what does Hashem tell him? This is what Hashem is really telling him in Paragraph Nine, Base. What Hashem is telling him is, "Atetzadavas kol shetzaveka." You not that you, not only does it mean you will be you are commanded that you must speak everything which I'm commanded, but atetzadavas that you will be able to speak everything which I'm commanding you. So atetzadavas means that Hashem is telling him, "I'm going to give you the capability to be able to say those words." And then afterwards, Aaron will explain everything that you're saying. But Atasadabra, you will say over those words which I'm commanding you to give over. Hashem is promising you will have the capabilities. You won't be of Asfasayim when it comes to this particular shlichus. And based on that, we could really understand, look at Rashi, and we can understand many diukim in Rashi. So it says, Divra Maskal Atasadabra. He says, Pam Achas Kol Shlichus Shlichus Shishmat 
you will say over one time every shluchos that you heard from my mouth. And Aaron, your brother, will interpret it and explain it to the ears of power. So the questions are, why is he only saying it one time? Where does Rashi know Moshe is saying it once? Why does Moshe Rabbeinu, why does Rashi use the expression of shluchos? The Pasuk uses the expression, So Rashi should have said, Why shluchos? Third of all, what does it mean, that you heard from my mouth? Obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu heard it from Hashem's mouth. He's a Navi, he's repeating over what he heard from Hashem. Why does it use two expressions about Aaron? Why two expressions of what Aaron's doing? And also, why does it say Be'ozne, the ears of Pare? It doesn't say Be'ozne Pare in the Pasik. It says, Aaron It doesn't say in that Pasik. All it says is, It doesn't say anything about Be'ozne Pare. But according to what we explained, all these dukum will, will be understood. Because what Hashem is telling him is that this that you're able to be able to speak, even though you're a Ralph Vasayim, is because you're on my shluchas. But I'm the one that's giving you the shluchas. As we say one Pasuk earlier, that the Yom Hashem al Moshe, uh, sorry, no, the few uh, Pasuk of Tess, Pasuk of Tess, that Hashem speaks to Moshe and says, Ani Hashem, Ani Yudke Vavke. So we said the Ramban explains Ani Yudke Vavke means, I revealed myself only to you. Rashi has a different shot. Rashi says, Ani Hashem means, I am sufficient. I have the power to send you and to make sure that the words of my shlichus will be fulfilled. Meaning, Hashem's telling me, Ani Hashem, I have the capability to make sure you're able to do whatever needs to be done. And that's what he's telling me, you will be able to speak. How are you able to speak? It's because it's my shlichus. And that's why it's pamachas. Because what's the shlichus? The shlichus is to give over the words of Hashem, not to explain the words of Hashem. That's Aaron's job. Your shluchas is to say over exactly what Hashem has. That's why he says it's pamachas, and that's also the shemat mepi. The reason why you're able to do it is because you have the job of being the shliach to repeat over the words of Hashem. But Aaron achicha, what's Aaron's job? Aaron's job, since you're saying it, A, and Lashon HaKodesh, which probably wouldn't understand, and of course you're not also explaining uh, exactly what you mean. So therefore, Aaron achicha, Yam you'll be able to translate it, Yam comes to the idea, idea of melitz, uh, like we said by Menashe, that he was a Melitz between um, uh, Yosef and all the other brothers, a Melitz ben Esau. So a Melitz means an interpreter. He will translate and interpret what you're saying. Uh, and he'll also explain it in the words of Pari. Since you're only saying it one time, you will need some type of explanation. And that's why he says, because we have to understand what's the purpose of Aaron if Moshe is saying it anyway. The purpose of Aaron is that even though Moshe is saying it, but he's saying it in a way that Pari is not going to understand. Therefore, Aaron's job will be to explain it and to interpret it and translate it. Um, what's the purpose? If my, if Paris anybody's not going to understand what Moshe is saying, what's the purpose of Moshe Rabbeinu saying it exactly how has he heard it from Hashem? So the answer to that is, if you look at the beginning of the response, it says, I've made you as a master. The Ramban says, translates to Lakim as a god, if you remember that whole answer. But Rashi says, no, Lakim just means a master. Meaning is, Rashi, Shoifet Vereide, a judge and a ruler, Lerdoisi B'makat Yisurim, to rule him with makis and, and, and suffering. Meaning is, that Moshe's job is not to explain it and not to convince uh, uh, Pare. Rather, his job is to be the ruler, to be the judge. And therefore, even if 
what, what, the way how Moshe Rabbeinu, he's repeating the words of Hashem. So first of all, a judge always repeats uh, the words. He's giving up saktin. A judge is not trying to explain why he doesn't, I don't think he needs to explain, uh, the judge doesn't need to explain to him why, why he's giving up a particular psaktin. This is the psaktin. But more than that, the main deek over here is, that you need to show power that you're the shayfet v'reideh. That you're the messenger of Hashem. You're not coming on your own initiative and you're trying to convince Tyre to let the Bnei Yisrael go out. No, you're coming as the shlich of Hashem and you're becoming the shlich Hashem as a shoyvet v'reide. You're the shoyvet and the reide because you're the shlich Hashem. And the purpose is l'erdoisei b'makis b'yisurim. Therefore, the facial expression and the body language that Moshe has at the time that he's saying it over, Tyre is going to hear it and he's going to see it and it's going to have an effect on him. So therefore, Moshe had to say over the words and he says it over with the correct facial expressions and the correct uh, tone of expression. And Pari seeing Moshe say it over, even if he doesn't, it's in Lashon HaKadosh, he doesn't understand it, it doesn't matter because he's able to see that the way that Moshe is saying it, it's not of a way of trying to pacify him or trying to explain it or being politically correct. It's in the language that Hashem said it in, not your language. It's the exact words that Hashem said, even if you don't accept it. These are the words of Hashem. And then Aaron's job was to explain it to the Navi. And then just to go back a few points, is that first of all, we had a, we had a question is, I mean, these are questions really whoever learns Chitas will have the answer to, but one of the questions we had in Pasuk Yudgimel, we said that Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, he commands them regarding the Bnei Yisrael. So we asked, he doesn't tell us what he commanded them with. He says he commands them, and then it goes into the Yichos. And then much later on, it tells us, it was on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe, spoke to Moshe in Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't tell us what he said. And then Pasuk Haftas repeats everything a second time. So Rashi, one of the interpretations of Rashi, the second interpretation, which fits, you know, fits with everything, is that the Yitzhavan means that he commands uh, Moshe regarding the Bnei Yisrael and Parai as he does in Pasuk Haftas. Meaning is in Pasuk Haftas, it's going to tell us the Tzivui. Since we mentioned Moshe Aaron makes a half-sick and tells us the Yichos, but this Tzivu that Spock spoken about in Pasuk Yudimu is the Tzivu that he will get back to in Pasuk Haftas. And that's also Pasuk Haftas. He said, there's a Parsha in between. So Rashi tells us what happened. He says, on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe Aaron, what happened on that day? So Pasuk Haftas is a continuation according to Rashi. He doesn't explain why it's a Parsha Suma, but Rashi does tell us, what happened on that day? What did he say? That's what's being said on Pasuk Chavtes and Lamed. So therefore, it's not a repetition of Pasuk Yudbeis and Yudimol. It's actually, well, it is a repetition, I'm sorry. It's a repetition, but the reasoning of the repetition, as Rashi explains, is because that, that you're discussing something with someone, something, and then there's a hetzik in between, so you go back to the what you were discussing, you give a recap of what you're discussing, and then you continue. So that's what happens. It gives a recap of what Moshe's time was, and then it gives the answer in, uh, you know, Hashem's answer in Parabzayim, Pasuk Aleph, and Beis. Okay, uh, so essentially the answer of Rashi is that we always knew that Moshe would speak to Pari and then Aaron would explain it. And, but the, the Chiddush in our parsha is when Moshe says, Ani Ras Hasayim, is he's saying even that's not going to work. Even that's not going to work. And therefore Hashem responds to him that it will work. Because when you're going to give over the words to Pari, it's going to be mitzad that you're the shliach. And therefore I will give you the capabilities to be able to say over those words. And just to finish off with really two ha'aris, two last questions, that will be it for today, is that one question we can ask is, this is R21, 
is that one of the proofs of the Ramban that when Hashem initially spoke, and when Hashem said that Aaron will be Yilachalapah, it was only for the Jewish people, not for not part. So that the, the reason he was because the parsha says clearly So yes, logically Rashi makes a lot of sense that it was to it was for everybody that Moshe needed to speak to that Moshe that Aaron would be the male. But the pasuk does say The pasuk does say pretty clearly that it's only going to be to the to the nation. So R twenty one, the Rebbe explains because the main shluchas Oz at that point was to the Am. If you look at that whole parsha, Per Gimel, Per Dalit, the entire discussion is really all about the Jewish people. There was this initial two psukim about taking them out of Mitzrayim and in uh, Moshe's hesitance. But the, all the, the, the continuation of the, the whole discussion was all about the Jewish people. What, what are they? What, what's their name? And Hashem's telling him what his name is, and he's supposed to God the Zakanim. It's all about the Jewish people. So the discussion then was to the, the Jewish people. And that was actually the main shluchas because the first thing that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to do was to go and gather the, the, the Zakanim. So that was the first shluchas that he had. So Hashem gives him the general idea that you will speak to power and you're going to take the Jewish people out. But then he speaks to him what the first shluchas is. Um, you know, part of it is, again, convincing Moshe to actually go. But the second part of it is what that shluchas is that was to the Am. It doesn't mean only to the Am. It means to the, the Aaron will be the Melitz for the Am, but who would then, he'll also be a Melitz uh, for Pari. As the Rebbe continues, because the main Shlichus over there was to the people, as it's explained in the situation of the Pesukim there. And even the Shlichus to Pari then had to be with the Zikne Yisrael. So even the Shlichus that he had to Pari at the end of Parshish Shemais, was with the Zikni Yisrael. So the main point is that you're going to gather the Am, you're going to gather the Zikni Yisrael, Aaron will speak with you, that's the main point. And then they're going to Pare, and uh, they're going to speak uh, to Pare. Um, it's actually interesting, according to Rashi, we assume when it says Vayemru, that means Mo- we, we know Moshe and Aaron spoke, both of them spoke. But Lechayr, if the Zikinim would have come, would the Zakanim also have spoken too at that point in time? Or would it only have been those two? I don't know, not so clear, because he did say by Mark 10, because according to the Psukim says you will gather them and then by Mark 10, and you will say it implies that the Zakanim will also have some type of some, some part of this discussion to Pari. But assuming that they would have said something, because it does say the word by Mark 10, uh, which according to Rashi means that everybody's going to speak, not just one is going to speak like for the entire group, then it's very shy that this is another point that even then when he, they initially spoke to Pari, it wasn't even, that wasn't the main meeting that Moshe had with Pari. That, that main point was to gather the Jewish people, the Jewish people speaking to Pari. Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu also had a part in it, but that wasn't his main deeper that he was going to be speaking to Pari. That's only going to happen in the next Parsha. And that's why really in the next Parsha, um, it's, it's going to be, Um, it's, it's going to be maybe more, maybe that's an additional point. Why in the next parsha it's going to be more focusing that, that arm will be for a pet. Um, even though, as we said, it's not really only to the arm, it was also for pare, but since that parsha is focusing on the arm, therefore it, it stresses the word that, that arm will be a male to the arm, but who had been for pare? And since it wasn't at that point of time was the main discussion about pare, even though there was at the end of the parsha something shoes with power that the Zakanim were coming and everyone's going to come to take the power. So it still says Am because the main focus is the Shlichas of the Am and even the Shlichas that happened to power was with the Zakanim. 
And the shlichus to Maisha afterwards was really much later. Okay, the other R I want to do was R32. This is a, 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 a hard shaila. Um, we said in Pasukud Beis that Moshe had the taina Aniyah Ras Vasayim. And we explained that according to Rashi, what's the taina? He says, I'm, I can't, even having Moshe as a melitz won't help. I'm a complete Ras Vasayim. And the answer was, we said in Paradise in Pasuk Beis, that Hashem says, Atatadabar, I'll give the capabilities. But the problem with that is that if you look in Rashi, in Pasuk Gimel, Yedabar Shah Moshe Va'arim, Rashi says the fisha on a Moshe Vani Ras Vasayim, Sir Falei Kaddish Baruchus Aniyah Salapala Melitz. He joins Aaron to be for a patent and melitz. What's Rashi adding there? That doesn't tell us anything new. We already knew that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to be a Pe'ul Mates. He was already allowed to be the Melitz. He was already appointed as the Melitz in Parshas Shemites. So Hashem joining and saying, oh, Aaron will be the Melitz, that's actually not telling us anything new. He already was allowed to be. But he's giving him, telling him again that he's going to be Mitzarev. Uh, that's not even, so that's A. It's not really giving you any type of additional information. Um, so there's no Kiddush over there. So the Rebbe says in R32, second paragraph, he says, you can answer, Rashi adds the words, the path, and for a melitz. So the path would be as a spokesperson, a path would be like a spokesperson that he's explaining the words of Rashi, uh, of Moshe. But in addition to being the spokesperson to clarifying, to making it clear what Moshe is saying, he also has to explain them to power. Because the way how Moshe is going to speak is going to be a way that power is not going to understand. As we said, he's El Rasvasai, he can't understand at all what Moshe is saying. So he has to explain it. So it's not just, ex- sorry, it's not just explaining, but he actually has to literally be his spokesperson to repeat. Uh, what he's saying, to translate it first of all, also, yeah. And this would be similar to what he said in Parshish Shemais. But initially, he says, he will be for a mouth. Rashi says, as a spokesperson. And this was regarding Aaron speaking to the people. When Aaron spoke to the people, Moshe didn't say anything to the people. Aaron was the only one that spoke. So it could be that Rashi, he's saying, is trying to tell us, he's adding the word lemelitz, is telling us that even if Pari doesn't understand anything that you're going to say, don't worry, you're still going to have Aaron to be a Melitz. He will, he will also, he's not just going to be able to um, explain what, what you're going to say. He's actually also going to repeat uh, what, what you said. So that could be at least, you know, partial, the beginning of the answer. It's not the full answer. As we know, the full answer would be in Pasuk Zayin, Pasuk Beis, where we're saying that even if he doesn't understand anything, this is your shlichus, and Hashem will give you the capability uh, to speak. So Hashem will give you the capability to say the words, I, what's that going to help? So Rashi discusses that point. What's it going to help if no one understands what I'm saying? So he says, Aaron, Aaron will say over what you're saying, so don't worry. So he's giving us that one point that he will literally, whatever you're trying to say, he will uh, say over uh, what you're saying. And even if it's an oifen, as we said, that it's a rasa sign, that's Moshe can't speak at all, and he's completely sealed lips, that's what melitz means. Meaning just like when Moshe, when Aaron spoke to the Jewish people, Moshe didn't say anything. It's as if he had sealed lips, because he didn't say anything to the Jewish people. Only Aaron spoke. So similarly over here, that when you're in front of Paroi, and you can't say anything, Moshe, Aaron will be for you as a melitz. He will say whatever you're supposed to be saying. So L'chair, that would mean is Moshe will do whatever he's supposed to do, uh, whatever Noral Svasayim could do.
and then and then and then Aaron would announce it. And then he actually explains to us later only in Parasyan Pasik Bays that Aras Hussain, what could Aras Hussain do? It's Hashem will give him the capability to say whatever words he's supposed to do. And even though he has sealed lips, Hashem will give him the capabilities to say those words. So that adds explanation that Moshe will be able to say something with Hashem's power. And then Aaron will be able to announce it to everybody, but the Rebbe does say it's a deichok al kapanim. And then he puts in the star of a kashu lefar shalameletz kalamifnim targum lashon akaydus lashon mitzvi. That the Chayyim Rashi doesn't when he says the pal lameletz, it doesn't mean that he's going to be a spokesperson and a translator. No, kipashtus not the Rashi lashon kaf pashmois in prusha because the pashtus Rashi is using the same the lashon of the pasuk in shmois with its pirish, meaning in pashtus shmois it says peh and it's talking about Aaron speaking to the am. And when it's speaking to the Am, it doesn't mean translating the words because the people spoke Lashon HaKadosh. Rather, it means he's announcing it because Moshe is not going to speak. So also over here, when Rashi says the Peh and he translates the Lamelitz, what he's trying to tell you is that Aaron will be the spokesperson. Even if you can't speak, he will be the one that will speak for you. So you do whatever you need to do and Aaron will speak. And Pasuk Zion, Perik Zion, Pasuk Beis, adds that very important detail that Hashem will give you the capability to speak, and then Aaron will explain it. We also say, translate the word, the Melitz Hatimenu over there. The Melitz doesn't just mean ex, um, to announce it. It would also, also mean to um, actually mean to translate it. Because since Hashem's giving him the capability, I guess, to say, it doesn't need to mean that he's announcing it, because Moshe can speak. Rather, it means to uh, translate with those uh, over there. And, and what was the purpose? Ultimately, the Rebbe does explain in Hasidus, we're not going to get into it, but ultimately the idea was, why did Moshe Rabbeinu be the one who asked to speak? Why was it so important? So we spoke about the idea of being a shaykh at Vereida. Hasidus gives a, uh, a pirish that it also means, because since power was at the pinnacle of his strength, and even a slave was not able to leave his shrine, he was at the pinnacle of, of klipas and strength, a take of klipa. And when the klipas are at its strongest power, even the tzaddik is not able to overcome it. As it says in the Gemara, that, that Russia, the Shashim Sakhakas, that Russia is successful, even the tzaddik shouldn't start up with him. But we're saying that over here, since Moshe Rabbeinu was an Elikim, Moshe Rabbeinu was the messenger of Elikim, therefore he did have that capability to fight against power. And that's why he had to say, Belashon HaKadosh, exactly how he heard it from Shem, because it's doctrine when it's the Koyach of Hashem, then it could destroy the people, even when it's in its greatest uh, power. Everyone have a great job.